Attention Space Ranger, today's video will contain spoilers for Lightyear. Hey brother, and welcome everyone to our spoiler review of Pixar's latest, Lightyear. Oh man, definitely a very different movie within the Pixar lineup where this one right out of the gate, the very first thing that you see at all is the fact that this is taking place inside of the Pixar universe as a movie in the Pixar universe. Right, so, it's a movie inside a movie. The first sentence you see is the Carlin brothers were right. It's a movie in a movie, Pixar theory confirmed. <laughs> Basically. Basically. So it, it's very interesting to me that this is something that Pixar was willing and even wanted to clarify right out of the gate because I do feel like it is an indication to the idea that they were sort of like, we do need to figure out why and how it doesn't fit with everything else, which means they care about how it fits exactly. with everything else. But beyond that, as far as like what we do in terms of theory crafting, in terms of continuing the Pixar theory itself, uh, it's a very unique one because it it is like fiction within our fictional timeline. Yeah, it's interesting to see how it like recontextualizes the other characters. We're gonna get into all of it. Let's go. and beyond. Okay, the movie of Lightyear uh, basically kicks off with a like galactic star cruiser of sorts that we've sort of seen in other versions of like sci-fi space fiction. Yeah. Which is to say that like the occupants of the ship have been put in some type of like hyper sleep. They're out in space for like adventure type discovery purposes. But it seems like there is some sort of sensor that will wake up one of the space rangers, namely Buzz, if the plant, if the ship detects an upcoming planet that might contain intelligent life. And if it does, he can press a button that's like, actually, let's not go home and go check out that planet. Yeah, like, so we'll change course. Yeah. Um, and upon landing, they uh, are going out and exploring. There is, in fact, a whole bunch of dangerous critters that do occupy uh, this particular planet. But we, we do learn almost right away that the, like, Buzz Lightyear action figure that, like, you know, like, starts in Andy's bedroom really, really, really is. Like, like this Buzz action figure kind of gets his personality from the Buzz Lightyear character, like down to a T. He, yeah, he's yeah. pretty much going through the same, like, you know, um, sequences. Like yeah. he even like tests the earth and it's like, he's going through and he, he's basically saying everything that we see him say when he wakes up for the first time in Andy's room, which is very interesting. But we also learn a couple of other kind of like unique things about Buzz, which is that like, he definitely is like a, an absolute space ranger at heart. Uh, he really, I think, kind of like likes to work alone. Yeah. Uh, and the idea of completing a mission is at his core, like the most central driving reason why anybody would do anything hard stuff. Right, like being a space ranger is so closely tied to his identity that he cannot veer off of it, which I think is fun the way then you like look back at toy buzz because you know the whole time it's like, you think he's upset that he's a toy or whatever, but it's like now, like I think having seen this movie and knowing that the toy is based on this character, it's like, it's not as upsetting to him that he's a toy. What he's upset about is that he's not a space ranger. Right. Like, I think he'd be equally upset if he found out he was a mailman, you know? Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, like basically Buzz himself has, has come to this conclusion that the like prime 
uh, objective in life and, and kind of like what gives your life this sense of purpose is the idea of, of you know, executing the values and ideals and missions of, you know, the Space Ranger Star Command program. Yeah, the Star yeah. Command program. Um, which is very interesting, I think, as it starts to set up the themes for the movie, which is sort of this idea of like what actually gives your like life meaning and value yeah. and, and like what is important to you. So effectively, they get marooned on this planet and it is, in fact, Buzz's fault, like something that he's going to then shoulder as this massive responsibility that he himself must solve. Right. Like, because he's the one who pushed the button to bring them to the planet. He is then also the one who steered the ship into the rocks that crashed the turnip uh, that they got them stranded and broke the hyperdrive. Exactly. And so with with that, they find themselves, you know, sort of like coming up with an idea on how to solve this particular problem and a way to effectively get them off of the planet, which is to go and sort of run effectively like a lasso around a sun uh, as a means to like sort of hyper something the crystal yeah it seemed like they needed some sort of like up close solar radiation to fully activate the crystal or something right yeah yeah that was their science science explanation this is how we will be doing time travel in this movie don't ask questions exactly exactly (laughs) uh however uh what is supposed to be a four minute mission ultimately ends up being a four year mission yeah four minutes for buzz four years for everyone back down planet side right um and and this is kind of an interesting like perspective as to how to look again at like the theme of this story which is to say that like buzz in his time you know a handful of minutes have passed but for you know his his right hand person uh really his commander alicia yeah. hawthorne uh in this four-year period of time has like met somebody and you know is engaged to be married and is like you, you're starting to see this idea that like while buzz is off on these missions which are you know blink of an eye yeah. They're all settling in a little bit. Like they're right. all they're all kind of like coming to realize like we can live here. We can have a life here. Yeah. Because of the fact that Buzz is so unrelenting, it seemed like over the course for him of a couple weeks. I think it's um 10 days. Okay. I think so because uh maybe maybe 11 total. Um but it's not it's not even like years or months for him. You're talking him, about individual days that are passing. Yeah. For him, the entire experience takes less than two weeks. Right. But in that time um, on the planet, like a total of sixty three years pass or something. Yes. Yeah, Is that what he, it ended up being? He does the he does the mission with Alicia four times. Okay. And that gets them forty years. And then when he does it. The one time after she dies, that's when he successfully does it, but goes fast enough that 22 years have passed. Right, right, right. So it's like just over 62 years have Have passed in total. And he has done the mission 11 times. So yeah, I guess the the movie for Buzz, he only gets 11 days older. Right, right. Which is is pretty unbelievable. The, The other kind of unique thing, and I thought this is a very clever way to set this up, but is he has his little companion, Socks. Yes. Um, and, you know, Socks is like this, like, you know, very intelligent, like, Socks little, like, the ro- best. Socks was absolutely hilarious. Socks is amazing. I will tell you that I, going into the movie, I think as soon as I had even seen Socks in the previews, I was like, Socks. I am very worried about I, mm-hmm. this inclusion. Yes. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it feels 
a little bit out of place. It doesn't really match the aesthetic of the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's kind of like one of those like goofy. It's either going to work or it's not going to work. Kind of like Forky, honestly, if you go back to Toy Story 4. Yeah. Where it's like, we're either going to love Forky or he's just going to be like the Jar Jar Binks of this story. Right. Uh, and, and for me, I at least ended up loving Forky. Uh, and similarly, ended up loving Socks. Yeah. Um, which was such a huge relief. It was a fantastic bit of comic relief throughout the entire story. But even the fact that for Buzz, he effectively set Socks on this mission to come up with the perfect ingredient dosage for the specific rainbow crystal that they Oh, create. I know. Like, basically, I, it, honestly, even as they were, ma- like, the way they are mixing together the crystallic fusion, like, ingredients feels like an attraction at Disney World later. It absolutely you know? does. It's, it's like, like, go make your own hyperspace crystal. Which is going to be a Slurpee. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to make your own hyperspace Slurpee, and you're going to get to pull the things, and it'll make you a cool drink. Come in a beautiful souvenir come cup. Come in a beautiful souvenir cup. I liked, so, yeah, that, that was really funny. But even, it's like, it's so funny, because, like, even the way they set it up, it's like, Buzz doesn't really think or want uh socks to figure out crystallic fusion like he considers when he first meets socks this cat is mostly just sort of like an afterthought i don't i don't need a comfort animal he, he's, he's even like a little insulted by it yeah, yeah yeah it's like i don't need this okay but it's more of like a distraction chore that he gives the socks not like a real i think you'll accomplish this like it just go don't bother me and work on this instead. All right, I'll be back in four years. <laughs> right. And then yeah. and then what you end up with, though, is because I think he does it over the course of something like the 60 years. Now, Sox has had decades. You know, it's almost like having like a supercomputer processing like how to solve a problem. Yeah. But like you've had a supercomputer or Sox, uh, you know, working on this problem for so long that it's like it never should have been the case that Sox was the one who was able to crack it. But when you have a computer trying to solve a problem for that long, that's what happened. Right. It's very Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in right. that way. Yeah. <laughs> that Earth is the computer. It's like, yeah, Socks is the computer. And he's just been working on this one problem for 40 years. And now he solved it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a very clever way to almost not have the solution really come to fruition for an extremely long period of time. Yeah. Uh, But then of course you ultimately, they really set it up fast too, which is the idea that like Buzz goes in, he's on like the secret mission now because like nobody wants him to go on it anymore. Uh, And so he's having to like kind of hide behind things to like go through and make the, the container. Yeah. Uh, But promptly then falls on, the ingredients right so, so that yeah they very quickly are just like okay it's not that you have the solution it's that this is the only one now this is the only one yeah, yeah. Like now now it has to work and sure enough it does work right uh but then what what i thought was very interesting about the movie is it starts to take this like like the whole thing from then on out is almost a video game like oh. almost everything about it is it's, it's like level one was can you create the the container right and then Every other level is then protecting the container and going on side quests and yeah. trying to do all of these things so that you can eventually. Yeah, go beat Zerg. Yeah, I get guess. it to where it's supposed to go. Right. Um, so, or ultimately, I guess, not get it anywhere. <laughs> true. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. end up going anywhere at all. But so, yeah, he comes back, he lands, he uh, is promptly saved by Izzy, who yeah. is now Alicia's granddaughter. Who is, yeah, now like fully grown. Fully grown out mm-hmm. in the field, but not even at 
rookie level. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, we're hoping to be rookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not quite there yet. So you get, like, the total band of, uh, you know, kind of misfit toys in of course. terms of, yeah. you know, like, what his, what his Legion is going to be. Uh, one of whom I have to tell you is Taika Waititi, yes. Mo Morrison, which I think also then kind of like held up the mantle with socks of just being absolutely hilarious throughout oh, yeah. the entire story. Yeah, they did a really good job. Like uh, so many points in the movie, they like use every, they were really good at being very efficient with all of the time on screen. Yeah. Like every single time they encounter a problem, it's like they would introduce a problem in the moment that ended up being a solution later on. Sure. Yeah, it's like, oh, don't pull this cord. I surrender. And it's like, oh yeah, and then later on, they pull that cord in a useful way. Right. Or like, oh, he keeps playing with the pen, but later on the pen is useful. And The like, payoff <laughs> on the pen was amazing. Yes, the payoff. The <laughs> I need like something small and thin. Yeah. <gasps> My time is here. Ben. Yeah, that he has it later in the arm. Oh, yeah, in the arm, that's right. Yeah, because it's like yeah. his chest plate to begin with. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I loved the pen. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, the pen was very good. Basically, now you have like Buzz's worst nightmare. So, like from the beginning, he does not want to work with a rookie, let alone people who haven't even qualified as that yet. Right. Basically, um, the only person he was ever willing to work with was his first partner, Alicia. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody else is just going to be a hindrance, which I think brings you to another theme of the movie, which is sort of this idea that like Buzz absolutely feels like he needs to be like doing these things on his own. Like he cannot accept help. Right. Which I think was like another cool way that applies to so many people right now, which is like that difficulty of asking somebody yeah. for help. It's like, yeah. you know, we're, we're all in this together, you know, at the end of it. like you don't have to do everything on your own. But that's a huge lesson that Buzz needs to learn. Yeah, I mean, it did, it, the whole movie did, like really like targets down like the ways in which you identify like yourself a little bit. Right. But pa possibly falsely, like Buzz's whole personality, his entire identity is tied to being a space ranger. Like if he can't do that, who is he at all? And like the the more he has to like break away from that throughout the movie, the more he finds out like who he really is. And he like meets, of course, another version of himself who is still tied to all of those beliefs, like so directly that Buzz can see very firsthand, like the toxic nature, like this is taken on his life. But I think like then if you want to peel it back out into the real world, that's just like if, you know, if what whatever your job is, like if like how much does what you what your career is define who you are as a person um and like is that is that how it should be and like probably probably not like i think you and i have both been reading the book um think again yes by adam grant it felt like very well timed to be reading that book and watch this movie because it seems like it tackles a lot of almost the exact same things absolutely yeah no i i definitely agree and i think that like yeah, one of the notes that i wrote down is that like it's this idea that you don't have to stick to your old ideals uh, but it's almost like you you know how those ideals fit, yeah. and therefore, it, yeah. Again, it's it's very scary. It's worrisome to to let go of that and see, you know, kind of what what else is there. Right. Um, it's like and they do it in a lot of like sneaky ways too. Like 
even early in the movie, like Buzz is like going to eat dinner and he just has this cool little like microwave pack. He like shakes and it is immediately ready. Right. But then he pulls the food out and it looks gross. It does. You know? It does. And it Buzz looks is, absolutely awful. And Buzz is just chowing down on it. Like this is completely normal. And then later in the movie, like they go and get sandwiches and like even the sandwiches are different. They're like meat, bread, meat instead of bread, meat, bread. <laughs> I loved um, how yeah. much they were like, how long were you doing it the other way? <laughs> yeah. Like every everyone is like so adapted to this other way, which you, the audience, of course, know is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Juicy fingers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. That's the best part, right? <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's so funny. But it's like, but it's like Buzz is so set in his ways that he would rather have his gross microwave thing than this other kind of sandwich. Right. Which is different from even sandwiches he's familiar with. Sure. And it's just like it's, it's silly because, like, both options are sort of wrong, and yet both camps are like, this is the only way. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but it is, like, one of those things where I think he's, like, he's, like, it's, like, he does ultimately try it, and it's, like, he's kind of pleasantly surprised right. like, by, like, huh. huh, there is that something to this. That was good. I feel like, yeah, there was, the movie had a couple of, like, big emotional moments, I think. First of all, when you have to go through the, the whole scene where Alicia is, like, dying, that was... Tough. Oh, like what yeah. I thought through the hologram? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was rough. But then I thought the other one was like when Buzz has his like big come to moment towards the like um, when he's talking to the older version of himself and like he's immediately on board like that's a good plan. We should go back and fix the timeline or whatever. Reset everything. And then he's just like, yep, all that won't have happened. And then, and then he sort of has this like realization that like, but wait, that means like everything won't have happened. So like my partner won't have fallen in love and she wouldn't have had kids and this, my new friends won't even exist. And right. it's like, like that's, that was, I thought like a very, very cleverly written aspect of this movie was, was sort of the way in which you don't really get to watch Alicia live any of her life other than like these kind of like blips every single time Buzz gets home from one of the missions. And it's like, you know, he comes home and she's engaged. And then he comes home again and she's pregnant. And then he like, you know, comes home again and there's like a like a little baby present. And then, like you fast forward like the 40 years, and now like that baby is like a grown man who's now like a part of, you know, Star Command himself. Right. While Buzz is so determined to do what he thinks life's purpose is, he's actively missing out on what Alicia is learning it's actually all about. Right. You know, and it's like, when it comes down to it, it's like, yes, Alicia got like marooned on this planet. And yes, that meant that she was going to be destined to live the rest of her life there. But she also learned how to adapt to that, how to like accept the reality around her and basically then go on to like live a very meaningful life. Right. Um, And I, cause I think that there's a point Izzy gets really upset and she's like worried that like her grandmother's like life didn't matter. And I think Buzz actually, like, reassures her. It's like, it mattered. Yeah. You know, because, like, because you're here. Right. Like, that is, that is like, what it brought us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I even think that that's a huge part of how they start to have, like, Buzz starting to, like, come around, you know, the horn again a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of, like, getting it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then, anyway, so Buzz also has to, yeah, he has to face down himself yes which was which was very interesting because like it's not what you think is going to happen based on what happens in toy story exactly yeah um and that was the other big question that i had coming into this movie it's like how on earth do you pull off zerg because it's like 
Zerg is such a comical, like, sort of um, caricature of Darth Vader. Right. You know, like in Toy Story 2, that it's like, right. there's not really a good way to have, like, a real Zerg not just maybe actually be Darth Vader, you know? Like, yeah. Like, how do you go about doing that without it just being like a total ripoff? No, Buzz. I am your father. Hello there, everyone, and welcome, as ever, to the Scenic Route, which this week is brought to you by Honey. Let me just tell you, it is mighty scenic today. I mean, I mean, I mean, beautiful. Am I right? And I'll tell you guys what, these days I feel like I am shopping online all of the time, and I am always on the hunt for a great deal. But coupon codes are just not readily available like they used to be, you know? It's not like you just go to the back of the newspaper and clip something out, take it to the store, easy peasy. Actually, I'm not gonna lie to you, that sounds straight up awful. <laughs> I don't wanna do that. But you know what I mean, right? Like finding promo codes on the internet can sometimes be just as hard. You gotta dig for them. Luckily though, thanks to Honey, this is a total thing of the past. When you get the checkout, you simply activate it and it will scour the entire interweb for the best available coupon code and automatically apply it for you. And I've got to tell you that it is summer and there is nothing that I love more than sitting around a campfire at night and just enjoying time with friends, which also means that usually what I'm eating is takeout and specifically I mean pizza. Honey absolutely always comes in clutch when ordering pizza. In fact, just this past weekend, I was ordering from my favorite pie place, got to check out Activated Honey, and boom, save 20%. Like it's nothing. But it's not nothing, it's 20%. And Honey doesn't just work for desktop, it works on your iPhone too. Simply fire it up inside of Safari and you're on your way to saving. The thing is, if you're not already using Honey, you could just literally be missing out on free savings. And by signing up for it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting the show at the same time which we thank you for. And absolutely best of all, it is free. Just simply head on over to joinhoney.com slash J versus B. I would never recommend something that I don't personally use myself. Again, head on over to joinhoney.com slash J versus B. It is absolutely free. And the link is in the description down below. All right, guys, real quick, before Ben gets back, I need to talk to you about undies, specifically me undies. Like, is it just me or are you guys also like totally booked up and busy like all summer? It just feels like every weekend is stuffed with pool days, vacations, outdoor events, conventions, you name it, we're there. Honestly, it's a tough season, but thank goodness for me undies for helping me stay comfortable throughout all this travel and outdoor play and stuff. Cause the last thing you want when you're out and about is a sweaty butt. And I'll tell you what, I wear me undies throughout the year, but I specifically love the styles and shapes they offer for their swimsuits. When you're comfy and feeling good, you're more present to enjoy all of your summer plans. It's like science or something. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies, bralettes, and socks to loungewear and swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. You can match with your partner, friend, or even your dog. Find your ultimate summer comfort 
comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for our viewers. If you are a first time purchaser, you can get 15% off. And for a limited time, if you sign up for the free to join MeUndies membership program, you can get 25% off your first membership item. So to get 15% off your first order and 25% off your first membership item and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, you can head over to MeUndies.com slash B. One more time, that's MeUndies.com slash B. Link is in the description down below. You're starting to suspect, okay, like Zerg is someone like probably his father and you know, he steps out and, and because he's gotten so much older, Buzz's yeah. first instinct is like, dad? Yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it is interesting because yeah, you see Zerg and he comes in and he's like definitely threatening and better than the other robots, but he like finds Buzz's ship, which says Buzz Lightyear on and that like, they don't, they do a good job of like letting you know he could have read the name, but they don't like zoom in on the name or something. Okay, sure, yeah. sure. But then he like knows like, oh, Buzz is back, which of course is what he's looking for. In the first then, place. Yeah. Because he's really just arrived on scene. He's only been there for like a week. Yeah, yeah. Even that was that was a nice little like um, plot hole they like filled back in later in the movie. Because it was like Buzz came in and he's been gone for 22 years and Alicia comes in and saves him. And she's like, yeah, they showed up a week ago. And I'm like, man, what are the odds? Oh, right. They showed yes, up one yeah. week ago. And it's like, no, they showed up a week ago because Buzz is specifically looking for Buzz and he knows this is when he's going to get here. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Which, can I just say that, yeah, this is, this is only like very barely related, but there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where he's doing his first mission and he has to do the math. Oh, I grease love it. Wasn't that amazing? That was so good. Yes. He pulls out like the little like handheld chart and it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, yes, yes. Astronaut, astronaut, astronaut. I'm very smart. Right, right, right. Yeah. Math, yeah. math, math. Okay, this will work. I'm going to do this. Yeah. It was it was just like, oh my gosh, like what a very, very, very cool way to go about that exact thing. Yes, yes. I um, totally love that. It felt very like right out of the Martian or it, something. It definitely did. Yeah. It definitely did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was that was really like like just one of those cool like space movie yeah. moments. And it's like if you know just barely enough about space at all, it's like, oh, he's doing it like the old school way instead of like listening to the computer. Even. Right. I, like, um, I thought that maybe this is this is like a minor complaints. I thought the amount of times they had Buzz say out loud how many times he didn't like rookies or artificial intelligence, like in the first five minutes, I was like, okay, I get it, man. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah, it was It was like, I don't, like it doesn't need to be like this strictly reinforced, you know, like into yeah. our like way of thinking about this particular character. It's like, you could have said it one time and it'd be like, oh yeah, he doesn't like rookies, got it. Like, yeah. it was basically the first thing we learned about him. So it's not hard for that to like, not be a piece of the foundational information that we then know about uh, the character. I also felt like they did the gag where the artificial intelligence sort of like did that. Like, we still have this problem, you know, if you're ever trying to like talk to Siri and like, you know, it doesn't perfectly understand you or something. Yeah, I did feel like the, that gag was maybe overdone a little bit like where it kept being like, are those your last words? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, it's not very good AI. Um, although, okay. So that, that was a question that I had as I like walked out of the theater and I was rethinking about it was they did make a really big point. The rookies are very obvious. Like, you know, Buzz doesn't want to work with someone who's more qualified than the team. He ultimately like picks to be his team in the end. Mm -hmm. Is there a moment like where AI pays off for him? Or like you understand like why like his distrust of like computers is coming into play. I guess Socks is AI. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 
It's, he does at the very end. He's just like, Ivan, good to see you again. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So he like he eventually like does come all the way around. It is hilarious that I was not even thinking of Socks as AI. Exactly. I feel like that's He's a, a real Socks. Does Socks have a soul? Does Socks? Oh, that's oh. a good question. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the note of Socks again, as long as we're talking about him. I felt like the other thing they did so well was all of the little mannerisms that like a kitten might have. Yeah. Like where it would like sleep on its paws or like sort of like curl up around your oh, legs. Yeah, when he plays or, the laser game with himself. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Um, then like the little things that like socks is then like randomly capable of doing, like having like the tranquilizer dart. Yeah, it's right. like uh, it's, I bought you five minutes. Right, but it's like you can even understand why in this like kind of militaristic world where this like robotic support animal might have a feature that involves subduing the person right. that they're like supposed to be there for yeah it's it's almost like like you know being in like a ward or something like that it's like in case something really bad happens and we need you to not like you know be a danger to yourself <coughs> or someone else like there's the safety protocol so like even the fact that like it had this trank dart didn't just feel like socks was like a total swiss army knife yeah um it just like it's like that's a reasonable thing for this particular exactly little doodad to have man socks was just great everything he did was funny it was it was really really funny. I very much enjoyed socks. I was so I, and again pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. So I then there's a few little like post credit things that were pretty interesting. Like well, so there's a few things that do go unresolved in the movie okay. that I feel like ultimately are setting you up for like Lightyear two. I guess Lightyear two Infinity. Ah, uh, that is what they'll call it. Uh, yeah, something they don't resolve. They they show you that. Zerg is Buzz. And Hold he's up, like, I'm sorry. To infinity, to beyond. To infinity, <laughs> to beyond. Oh, man. As a possible other sequel idea. Okay, there I'm sorry. Go. I interrupted. I hope I didn't throw you off. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. They show you that Buzz, like, he's like, I traveled into the future where the technology was so far advanced beyond what we could have imagined here. And I, that, but then he even says, like, these things were like, oh, yeah, I borrowed them. And it's just like, borrowed them. But it's like, what he borrowed was like the Zerg suit and the Zerg ship. And it's like, that means that whilst he was Zerg in this movie, he's not the real Zerg. It's very true. Yeah. Like that was one of those things that I did feel like they sort of were just like, and this is fine. I found yeah. a ship and was able to single-handedly subdue it. And now I am the leader of that ship. Right. Um, and I've also like was able to fit into the Zerg outfit, you know, design or whatever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. All of those things were definitely like, that's awfully convenient. Like Some, that you happen yeah. to find these things out there, yeah. which which I do absolutely agree means that like, while in this version of Lightyear, Zerg is just himself from the future. Yeah. That I, I also think that it does mean that there's a different Zerg yeah. out there with a different mission who had their ship stolen by Buzz. By who Buzz. Who then also now is gonna hate Buzz yeah. because he stole his ship. Absolutely. And the fact that there are two different Buzzes will not Sway because the buzz that stole the ship is just gonna look like young buzz, exactly. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, be the case. Why does Zerg have yeah, you know an axe to grind yeah. with Buzz with, now? Yeah, now he is like a personal beef with Buzz Lightyear. So, one of the funny things was is I, I almost felt like they tried to give you like this little like origin story to like why it's called Zerg. Oh, that and, that I think is also part of it, yeah, yeah, because they were like, oh, it's all they can say is Zerg, yeah, and it was like. I, I, it was like one of those moments where I was like, are you trying to make the connection that like you told them that your name was Buzz and all they could say was Zerg? Um, like back as if like Zerg and Buzz were like, as far as they were concerned, effectively saying the same thing. Right. 
Um, yeah, I think that's gonna be like a they didn't they didn't really understand. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, They're like yeah, that's all they can say. Weird, right? And it's like no, that's gonna mean something. It definitely will mean yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because they were kept calling it like the Zerg suit or the Zerg ship. Like no, at no point was he was he referred to as like evil Emperor Zerg. True, you know. And there's like the scene in Toy Story where Buzz is talking to Woody and he's like Emperor Zerg is poised on the edge of the galaxy with a you know whatever weapon of mass destruction or something. It's like that wasn't in there, but I have a feeling that's what. To, to infinity to beyond is going to be about <laughs> is Zerg and his like Death Star weapon and the real Zerg, not Buzz Zerg, is going to be uh, is going to be in there. And then the question is like it like who's that Zerg, right? The question will be who is that Zerg, and will it just be Buzz's father? Because ah. at that point in time, it's like, dude, there's something up with your fam. There's something up with your fam, but that wouldn't even surprise me because like when you're again when Buzz sees himself like. In his mind, he quickly connects the dots like it's possible and believable that this might be my dad. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. So Which, it's like what whatever happened to Buzz's father uh, in his life must have involved him getting lost in space. Sure. You know, sure. Like, who knows? Maybe that's why he became a space ranger. Right. Something like that. Could be. Could be. Yeah. So, so definitely they definitely left the door open. In a bunch of different ways. And, and the fact that you really do get all the way to the end of those post credits and Zerg like comes back to life. It's like, okay, yeah. it's not over. Right. Even even that, it made me think of Toy Story 2 because it's like there's two buzzes in two, Toy Story 2. Oh my gosh. Right? That's so true. Right? <laughs> that's so true. Oh, how trippy is that? Yeah. So then the question might start to become too, uh, do you think that if... This is the movie that Andy watched before the birthday party where he receives this Buzz Lightyear toy. Then the Buzz Lightyear with like the belt that he encounters inside of Al's toy barn would have like been the accessories that came out from toys from yeah two light year to infinity or whatever two light year infinity to infinity to beyond yeah to infinity to beyond. Um, Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Speaking okay, so this is another interesting thing is that like. This this suit that this Buzz is wearing, they are not wearing in the movie at all until like the very very end of the movie. True, you know? true. Which like the whole time I was like, it's surprising to me that the Buzz Lightyear Andy got had like the arm laser and the wings because he doesn't seem to have either of those things. And like I loved throughout the movie how he like strapped on an arm laser and like makeshifted it and like eventually like used the eject function. To like make wings. Oh, I will say yeah. Like I almost feel like they they didn't they could have done a lot more with the eject function because I kept wondering like because the red button on his suit is the one that makes his wings pop out, right? Yeah. Uh, in this one, yeah. In this, this one. one, yeah, yeah. And so it was it was so interesting to me that the red button on their suits kind of made you this like giant raspberry. Yeah, you know, it's like that's a really like odd departure from. Like, I know. I was like, this is the most iconic button on the toy and it gives him the wings like you cannot you cannot change it exactly yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's like that's like a that's a really that's a creative liberty that they took there yeah. but so like when he when he finally does pull the ejector seat or whatever and the wings pop off i almost felt like they could have slow mowed that scene and had him like in space like having the thing pop out like yeah. the wings pop open because i was like i mean oh, they kind of did the wings 
So, yeah. Well, and then I think they could have gone harder. They could it. have. I, they did give you that hero shot where it was like, oh, he's got the wings and the laser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. Oh, speaking about being in space, though, there is a shot in this movie where Izzy is floating between two points in space. <laughs> it was horrifying. Oh. I was like, oh, my Gosh, that's scary. I had never, I think the, the thing that it did for space is when she's standing at the door and she, he, she like looks down and you yeah. look down into just like vast nothingness. And it was like, I had never considered space like that before. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's even funnier because Socks is like, don't look down. Or up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like even that. Um, so like, uh, I just I just finished reading the book Ender's Game again, where like one of the big like sentiments that he learns in, in battle school is that like the <clears throat> enemy's gate is down. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's like by everybody agreeing that they know like the direction. Yeah. It like helps orient literally everything else. Yeah. Um, because it just means like, like the, the one fixed point that we have is down. So assume everything else is based off of, off of that orientation. But even that was almost like, don't look down or up right. because like, as far as anybody's concerned, they're the same. They're the same. <laughs> yeah. There is no down or up. It's just happens. It's just wherever the ship is oriented right now. Yeah. 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 Um, so they did a great job. I, I, I even thought that the inclusion of like, um, Izzy being afraid of space was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Just like, do have been, you know, the granddaughter of like one of the most noteworthy right. space it's, rangers Cause like, it's time. silly cause like you're watching, you know, you're watching a space movie and it's like, you're on a different planet of earth. How could, how could someone who lives on a planet outside of earth be afraid of space? But it's like, she was born there. And has never left the atmosphere. She, of course, she'd be afraid of space the same way that anyone on Earth might be afraid of space. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, hmm, that yeah. is an interesting inclusion. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a, it a funny way to like kind of spin it around a little bit there. Um, otherwise, yeah, I feel like with this movie, I felt like across the board, it was <coughs> way funnier than I thought it was going to be. Like it was able to like consistently make me laugh just basically from start to finish. Yeah. Bit. Like I just kept laughing. Uh, it was never like, you know, gut busting or anything like that, but it was like. <laughs> But like it was like this is this is funny. Um, <laughs> the the way they set up the like when the robots hit the transporter button, it sends it to the same spot on the ship, and they like eventually like they did such a good job setting up like the rules of like this zap it brings you back to the ship. Oh yes, and then like okay they showed you that like three times, and then they like turn it into a joke from there. Yes, like, yes. I think the robots just keep falling. I, I loved when, uh, who, who was Mo Morrison, who's yeah. my Taika guy, yeah. I loved when he just keeps dropping the pod. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, that's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> like, hey, uh, that, that, look at this. I created a loop. Right, yeah. Just goes on forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really cool. I thought that like the themes of the movie were all very straightforward. I felt like on the whole, it didn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like a very fast paced movie. It all happens very quickly. Like I, I actually was like, man, I can't believe it's over uh, when it was over. Um, so, but like the only thing that I would say about it as far as like a, um, like compared to other Pixar movies is that it, it it is very just kind of like straightforward. Like the plot moves like in one you know, consistent straight line. And it, and it doesn't like really super deviate from that. Like buzz really is kind of like your main center focus throughout the entire thing. Like I would say 
without having had like more time to like spend and think about the themes and stuff, it didn't have like the same level of like profound that a lot of the other films that we've sort of gone through recently, like, you know, Soul or Inside Out. Mm -hmm. um, it may have been more like in the territory of like Luca, where it's kind of like, the stakes for Luca are not that huge. You know, it's like sure. they're competing in like a locally sponsored, like triathlon eating competition. Right. You know, from like a like a restaurant. But at that rate, because they've positioned this as a movie inside of a movie, like there, there aren't stakes at all even. Well, absolutely. Know? Right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's very true as well. Like at, at no point in time did you really feel like the 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 story couldn't just conclude somehow but although if you want to get meta like that that's even kind of interesting because it's almost like how can any movie lull you into the idea that there are stakes ever when they're all movies like they oh, all sure. have to have a beginning a middle and an end well this is a movie that like we know that andy watched so it's like it has to have a beginning a middle and end it has to have a happy ending like right it has to all work out right like um, a 10 year old boy needs to be able to watch this and make it his favorite movie exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was something that I thought would be very interesting to try to see if we can't uh, pair up with Andy's life as we sort of like watch Andy grow up throughout the years is, is there anything to the idea that Andy is actually taking some of the lessons you could learn from the movie of Lightyear and then applying him, applying those themes to his own life? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, like, like, is there anything to the idea that like Andy, you know, grew up like without a father. So he was sort of like solo in some, in some regards, like could uh, he relate to Buzz in that capacity? I mean, I think that's, all, I think that you don't even need this movie for that with Andy though. Cause it's like, he's already like at no point does he have a father. And then like the two care, the two toys he looks up to the most are like both of these, like, like high stereotype masculine, like leadership Le figures. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're, both, they're both sort of like the, like the law enforcement-y type yeah, of. Local yeah. law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say that in this movie. They did, they did not say Sadly. that. Sadly. They said, so. oh, the one thing I kept thinking was going to happen Terrain was. Terrain is unstable. That's what it was. Anyway, go ahead. The train. Yeah. I kept thinking they were going to say falling with style. Which yeah. I, I was thinking would be interesting because in the movie, the Toy Story, Buzz doesn't use the term right he learns style. that right yeah but like woody is the one who describes it that way but it would have been funny if like buzz was almost like it's like like if if izzy was like i flew and it's like it was more falling with style like, yeah that you know, would have like, been funny yeah it feels like feels like it would have been the type of like slight that he would have been like not quite giving her enough credit for having done something over yeah that would have um, been funny but you're right then it would have like it would have then then toy buzz should have accepted falling with style and there is that. Although it seems that, that is another funny thing about it is that while the Buzz Lightyear action figure that Andy buys is the Buzz that we see at the end of the movie, yeah. it, it does seem like uh, Buzz's character is more who we meet at the beginning of the movie of Lightyear, just happens to be in the suit he's wearing at the end. Right. That's true. That's true. I thought it was, this is also like a funny, like, meta thing. Like, this is the toy they sold to the kids, even though he's not in this costume at all. <laughs> That is interesting. You know, it's like, but that's what they do. That's what they do in the real world. Okay. So you know, like if at, the character appeared in any costume at all in the movie, you can buy every single version of that character. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So why is it then, and this is going to be like one of the questions I feel like we have to like try to like theorize or answer mm -hmm. is like, why didn't any of like the other characters make it to the shelves? Oh, that is a great question. I feel like I've, I was thinking about this this morning and it's like, okay, first of all, this movie was obviously insanely popular because Buzz Lightyear, the toy was, you know, uh, not 
created enough to meet demand or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's they, like that line where where yeah, short-sighted real. retailers are yeah yeah yes. That was that is a real thing in Toy Story that is an effect of this movie is now what they're going with, right? So to that end, to me, what it says is that Al of Al's Toy Barn is like an even worse person because he like refused to stock any of the other characters who would have all been like elderly or of different races or women. <laughs> That's so true. You know? That's so true. Or socks. He doesn't even stock socks. It's like, this. It's like now, obviously, when they made Toy Story 2, this movie didn't exist. So why would they have done that at all? But now it does exist, which means Al. What does that say about Al? Not Nothing good. Nothing good, which is okay, because he's already the bad guy. <laughs> he's already the punching bag to yeah. begin with. I'm okay with that explanation. I mean, yeah. that, that certainly seems like, like a good way to go about it. Um... But yeah, that's 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 very interesting. I'd also be very curious if there's any other reference at any other point in time to any of the characters that we could like kind of formulate from things that Buzz says. Oh, I got I got something, but I don't think I think I might we might save it for okay, save it for save it for another day. Save it for another day. Okay. On that note, then I feel like we're at the point. Do you feel like you can kind of give it like your your overall assessment of the movie and your score out of one hundred? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely can. I think, and you know, I I feel like this is just a fitting number based on. Based on what you're talking about with 95. Oh. Get it? Wait. Oh, yeah. Because this one came out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you loved it. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. It was just a fun time the whole time. It It gives you like those nostalgic Toy Story feels, but it's like, it's not like... Because it's a movie in a movie, it's like it's not even fan service in a weird way. It makes Toy Story fan service to this movie, ha! which is like backwards. Take, take that, the first ever computer animated yeah. movie of all time. Yeah, way to be self-referential twenty years later. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like I absolutely love. I, I love the movie too. I thought it was super funny. I thought it was super fun. Uh, straightforward. Again, I feel like it didn't necessarily need to take itself too seriously. I thought it had some good themes that were like easy to sort of like digest Mm -hmm. and understand. Uh, I think they're very like, you know, um, topical to the world at the moment and sort of finding that sort of general sense of, you know, meaning and purpose uh, is something that I think a lot of people tend to face, myself included. Um, I would say the only thing that that basically I would have like docked points for at all is is largely just that I feel like I I almost think that it could have gone harder on some of those themes like I almost feel mm. like it could have like it, it could have leaned in a bit more could have been maybe a tad bit more profound less like action hero movie um and not even really that I think you need to exclude any action hero movie stuff that was included I think you could just add other bits of of fleshing out some of the themes. Sure. So basically where I landed on it with, I landed at an 84. 84? 84. Pretty so, solid. I th- and, and that's the thing. Like I, I, I left the movie theater, uh, you know, I called my wife Alice and she was like, what'd you think? Uh, and everybody knows that I typically do not like to talk about any of the, the movies yeah. upon walking out until we've been able to record our review. Uh, however, I did tell her that I liked the movie. In the car, which I was like, "Wow, man, look at you!" I, I basically getting just, outside your comfort zone. I know, I know. Oh, speaking of getting outside your comfort zone, we should probably address that this is the first animated movie ever to feature an on-screen same-sex kiss. Oh, <clears throat> I love the fact that that didn't even seem like, like, uh, I don't even know what the right way to say it is, but like, 
I was just like, yeah, you didn't sure. even, I know. Like, even the way that, like, Buzz was just sort of like, I can't wait to meet her. I know. And it was like, even that, it was like, it just fit like a glove to me. Yes. I was just like. I thought it was handled just, so well. It was like, in no way is the point of the movie, like, about, um, like, that at all. Sure. You know, it's like, it's just an accepted, normal part of life. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Great. And it's like. No need to draw that much. Like it's like it's like, and that that makes like this the message I think that much stronger. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just just again, it, like you know, it's like this is a commonplace thing. Like you know, so right. yeah, that was that was very cool. And and again across the board, I mean, it's a it's a super diverse cast. Um, I thought that everybody was great. I was uh, I was afraid I was going to hear Steve Rogers through Chris Evans. Oh, um, you know, with Buzz and I yeah. didn't. Oh, that's good. Which I thought was great. They are similar-esque. They are similar-esque, mm-hmm. um, you know, like like in terms of the action hero-ness of them. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the whole voice cast did great. I was obsessed. I, I mean, Taika Waititi, I think right now is just like, he's Dude crushing it. Yeah. yeah. He's great. Even um, like, you know, Korg in in uh, like Thor Ragnarok is also voiced by, by Taika. Yeah. And it yeah. was just like, I felt like this character, Mo, had like, some similar like beats and I was like, I'm fine with it. Yeah, like it's all I, like, good. I'll take as much, as much Taika voicing as we right, can possibly yeah, just get. Put him in everything. Yeah. Let him direct a Pixar movie. Right, I'd I'm, watch it. I'm, maybe he'll do uh to infinity to beyond. To infinity to beyond directed by Taika Waititi. Right. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. If they just followed all of the fast and the furious formulas, <laughs> what would, what would Tokyo drift be? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It'd be, you have to go back to light year, three like jupiter drift or something (laughs) (laughs) guys quick reminder this friday we are celebrating the 10 year anniversary of super carlin brothers right here on the main channel by hosting a trivia live stream we're gonna have games we're gonna have prizes we're gonna be celebrating it's gonna be so much fun we hope to see you there information should be on the screen right now set your calendars for the event 10 years of Super Carlin Brothers. Thanks for watching this entire time. We'll see you there. All right, so as many Fast and Furious themed uh, Buzz Lightyear names that you can possibly come up with in the comments down below. Otherwise, just let us know what did you think of the movie? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you think it was funny? Uh, Was there anything that, you know, caught you off guard or surprised you in any way, shape or form? Let us know. Otherwise, until next time. bye. Bye.